this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 146 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode What Remains of Edith Finch Spoiler Cast, because that's what it is. Uh, but I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. So go there below the episode, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show. Or you can go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com, drop me a line, let me know what you think of the show. Maybe give me uh, a suggestion of a game you want me to review or something like that. Um, and you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, or Spotify. Um, or you can interact with me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. I'm there, and I will. I say this all the time, but I really mean it. I will try to get better about promoting the episode. But yeah, so this um, episode is basically me spoiling what remains of Edith Finch. I played the game on Game Pass, so if you have Game Pass, go there and play it. But I'm going to spoil the whole game, uh, so you've been warned twice. Look away, young one or old one or whoever you are. Look away uh, if you haven't played the game, or at least pause this and play it. The game only took about three hours to beat, I think. Uh, I didn't check my official time. Um, I think Xbox did an update where I used to be able to go to the like official what, uh, club page and check all that stuff, and that's hidden now, so I don't know if they made a change. I'll try to figure that out. But, um, yeah, I'm going to spoil the whole game. So I was taking all these notes like, as I was playing the game, like, mental notes, and then I went back to check myself on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia just wrote everything down, and I was writing what Wikipedia um, was, was you know, wrote down, and then I thought, well, why am I writing all this? I could just, like, have Wikipedia open. So I have Wikipedia open. So basically, um, just to recap some of the things in the game, very early on, I think, in my Impressions podcast uh, a few episodes ago, I talked about how it's very, it felt very melancholy. And I did get that feeling. I think I just beat this game, I think, yesterday. Um, I was going to do them back-to-back, I think, before your eyes when I did the spoiler cast on that and then what remains to be the Finch. But I think mentally, uh, before your eyes, uh, kind of, uh, I, I, I said in my spoiler cast, it made me cry, or I was, like, on the verge of tears. And so I need to take a break and play, um, you know, like a pressure valve game that I play, like a games of service or something like that. I like Marvel's Avengers. I know I'm crazy and weird. Uh, but I had to play that for a bit to kind of like decompress and then go back and play this game because even as I started it, it's very sad. Basically, to recap, I'm, I'm going to go uh, moment by moment in the plot and tell you my impressions as the game moves forward. So the game starts, you play as, uh, um, you're basically the player character uh, is what it says here. Um, well, Edith. You have her journal, Edith Finch, What Remains, right? She's on a ferry uh, off the coast. Um, basically, she's in Washington State. I said that in my impressions thing, so I was kind of excited about that. She's going to Orcas Island where her family has a home, and she basically is narrating to the audience, you know, that um, basically she hasn't been here in, uh, in seven years. Uh, she's 17 now. Obviously, they left when she was 10. Her family believes that the house was cursed and so that's why she left and never came back um and um it was basically because every member in the family had passed away uh maybe before their time or tragically in or around the home uh the first one um was in 1937 uh the main um like patriarch of the family uh odin Decides to, immig- to immigrate from Norway to the United States because his wife died in childbirth, uh, Ingeborg. She died in childbirth, and so he says, that's it. 
I'm literally going to put the home on a barge and take it to the United States. Um, and I didn't really do any research. I don't know if that's something that people would just do. They're like, I'm taking the whole home. Like most people would come find a home. Anyway, uh, he has a daughter, Edith, uh, Eddie, he calls Eddie, or um, um, and Sven, her husband, and they have a newborn named Molly. They are all on this houseboat going to the United States. Waves off the shore of Orcas Island just wreck the boat. And Odin drowns. So the patriarch, the father, dies. But uh, Sven, uh, Edie, and Molly survive. Um, and so the family builds the home uh, that you see in the game. And what I really like about the home is you could tell it started out as one structure but as the game goes on, when you look at it from the cliff, you see like all these added on buildings to the structure, which is uh, it, literally the family made it their own. And each room is intricately designed by the design team in the game. They did an amazing job to just show that people lived in this this house and it was their own. Everybody has different interests and it is people were basically in the home. It seems like almost shut ins. Um even before the rooms were locked because of this curse, the mother, you know, told uh, Edith, like, don't go in here. She locked these doors because more and more people were dying. It seems even before that, there's a sense of just dread and people just don't want to go outside. And that comes into, you know, a later story that I'll get into when I start talking about them. But even from the outset, I think this really, it sets a tone and sticks with the tone. And I think maybe that's why it took some time to play the game. Because, one, I can't imagine what the writing team and everything had to come up with for all these people to die. And not only that, but I didn't, I don't really talk about mechanics that much. But it's such a part of this game. Like, when you experience a flashback in, uh, we'll take the first person. Um, uh, when these the, the patriarch Odin dies with the house, it's basically through a... Uh, view. She finds a viewfinder, like a I think it's a newspaper thing in someone's room about what happened. Um, but the first room that you go in, that you're able to go in, she usually reads people's journals, and she reads um, the a ten year old Molly uh, who is just really hungry, and it seems like her parents sent her to bed without dinner, which happens. You know, back in the day, your parents would punish you. It's what I can tell. And you, you actually are hearing Molly's voice. So once Edith reads a journal, you read like the first line and it fades away and then it goes into the story. And so you hear Molly um, talking about how she woke up, you're in her room, and she was just really hungry. And I didn't really understand uh, what killed her. Um, but what happens is, that's some of the reason why I had to read Wikipedia. But she basically um, ingests uh, toothpaste, uh, fluoride toothpaste, and she eats holly berries because she's so hungry. There's like berries inside the house for like the holidays, and she just eats them, you know, because it was like in the 30s or something. And so you would actually bring holly berries in the house instead of having some plastic ornament, and that ends up killing her. Uh, but she has this hallucination, I think, as she's dying that she's different animals and she's so hungry. She, she first plays uh, an owl. You find rabbits in a field and you're flying and you have to grab one and eat them. Then you're a, I think then you're a shark and you eat seals and then you become a monster and you're kind of controlling this tentacle as it goes through a fairy and you're killing people. Um, 
And then it fades away, and I was like, oh, that's really strange. But I, again, I had to read Wikipedia that that's how she died, which was, was from the floor, which I met. I had a feeling when I was playing it that it was the berries because I was like, oh, that can't be good. You know, <laughs> you just pick up some berries and decide. Anyway, this is really tragic. You know, a ten, for a 10-year-old to die, um, really, because this is the first room, as I understand it, there's only one path through the game. And so this is this sets a tone. Like, this is the game. You know, you're going to see these incredibly tragic deaths with a little bit of uh, fantasy involved, I think, to soften the blow. But later, one of the later stories that also has to do with um, uh, coping. And there's actually some psychology in the game. A little bit. Um, So the next person, the next room you go to is uh, Barbara. She was 16 years old, and apparently she was either murdered by her boyfriend, who could have been domestic violence because they got in a fight. She was a child actress, had a really good scream when she was young. It kind of faded away, and she couldn't scream like she used to. Had to get a normal job in, like, a diner or something. And it's presented as, like, a Crypt Keeper knockoff comic as you are reading it in her room. Uh, and, you you know, the camera focuses in on the pages, and you're kind of experiencing... Uh, it, and there's these cool sections where you move in the comic. So like it kind of zooms in and instead of just a panel, you're controlling the character in the comic. It looks like there's a home invasion, but she also had a fight with her boyfriend who comes back. And it is implied that either there was a break in because you hear radio playing during that, that there is somebody out there breaking into homes and people should be careful. Um, but Barbara has a, a cane or a, um, a crutch because her boyfriend is hurt and she kind of goes around the house and tries to defend herself. Uh, but it ends with a surprise party. So like all the noise or all the, the lack of noise and the quiet in the home was basically just everybody setting up a surprise party for her. But that's not what really happened. Apparently, she was killed because it flashes the last scene and the knockoff Crypt Keeper, which the animation's great, but I know what they're doing. He says, basically, that's not what really happened. You know, she was really attacked at home. The parents had to come home early. And... Um, uh, Calvin, or I'm sorry, uh, um, oh yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm trying to look through the names here. One of the children, it's, they have like two of them next to each other. Um, oh, Walter. Walter is the brother, he's, she's babysitting him when Barbara dies, and he sees the whole thing. Uh, that'll come into contact later. Um, they have another kid, Calvin, who, uh, so that was incredibly weird and tragic. And I was like, wait, what happened? Was it a surprise party or whatever? So basically it's her, you know, them just wanting for, the family wanting for her to have a surprise party. Um, you know, not, uh, yeah. Anyway, wanting for her to have a surprise party, but it not really happening for it actually to be, her dying you know which is terrible uh and then the next person is calvin and this was the quickest so you're, you're kind of going through these vignettes and you're climbing through different parts of the house to read someone's journal or read a newspaper clipping or something or look at photos uh, the next one is calvin and that was probably the shortest one um but it's also the most tragic he's basically they had a swing which i, I guess this was a big deal back in the day when no one cared about safety they just had a swing over a cliff uh you know they just swing on a tree over a cliff and Calvin always wanted to fly. You're reading uh, his brother's, his brother basically, it, it, Sam, I think, they were twins. Sam is like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, uh, my brother always wanted to fly. This is how I want to remember him, that he got to fly. But um, 
he basically just falls over this, uh, falls off the swing over the cliff, uh, which is very sad. Um, but what what I do like in this, again, you know, this is about the effects of grief in gaming, and what it means is like there is a heaviness to that. And the narrator talks about the time of like, hey, I don't really know how to explain this stuff. She's obviously telling the story to someone. I mean, spoilers. This is a spoiler cast. You find out that she's pregnant, and she's basically like, you know, I thought I was the last one until I found out about you. Um, I'm, and she says even I'm like 22 weeks pregnant. Um, you know, in the, um, you know, in the game, and so I want this to be a record. Uh, and I, again, I don't know how to explain these actions, therefore cursed or not, but I want I want to just tell the story of these people who I love and care about. Um, and so that's basically what this is, is her going through different parts of the house. And there is a heaviness to it. And I think, you know, with me experiencing grief, there is times when you say to yourself, you know, I, I can't really explain how I feel or how all this is happening, but it has to be told. You know, these things have to be said. You have to speak these things that are happening. And so I think that's uh, that's kind of powerful in the game. This is kind of the, I think the... You know, the five stages of grief, I'm not a fan of. Uh, I don't think I'm not a fan of them. I think the idea is, you know, I've said a few times, we don't just move through them like a checklist. Um, you go back and forth in them and all that. And I think one thing I think this game does very well is show the kind of the shock and depression of the idea of, like, I don't I don't know where this is going. I don't know what to do. I don't know where this is going. I'm in uncharted territory. I mean, my whole family died, you know. And then the weight of that, I mean, you know, last week I was on a podcast and I talked about my story because obviously, you know, uh, they were nice enough to have me on and they said, you know, if you want to talk about this, you can. If not, you don't have to. And I said, well, I started a weekly podcast about it. If I wanted to talk about it, I probably shouldn't have started the podcast. But just telling your story in full to someone else is really kind of like, oh, you know, um, <laughs> it was really bad. Um, and so I think that this does a good job of that, of like the weight of grief, if that makes sense. Like the weight of like, this is incredibly traumatizing and it just keeps happening. Um, th this game nails that, you know. Um, so then getting back to the game, the next person who was killed is Walter. He's the one that saw Barbara get killed. And he literally lives underground in a bunker, which you find in the game. And you flash back to him and it's like the same day over and over and over again. And it's been like 30 years, and he's been living off canned goods that he stashed away in the bunker. He decides to leave the bunker, and he says, I'm going to enjoy this. You know, I'm going to go above ground. I'm going to enjoy life now, especially the food, because all he's been eating is canned food. And it comes, the the um, the uh, tunnel he built comes up above ground over some railroad tracks, and he's hit by a train and killed. Um, yeah, it's terrible um now there's more deaths uh 22 months one of the children gregory drowns um which was the worst one like he's having an imagination uh you know he's imagining the toys are playing for him and stuff like that and he's sitting in a seat but the mother has to get a phone call and um one of the toys hits the um, hits the on for the spigot and it just keeps filling up and the, and the son dies and basically you're reading the divorce proceedings where the father and mother got divorced and he says you know I, 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 it's not your fault it's not anybody's fault it's something that happened and I think our son 
uh, you know, I think he's happy or peaceful or something like that. It's okay. And this obviously hit it hard having lost children. Um, so yeah, this is when you're like the low point of the game for me where you're like, Oh, okay. I need to sit with this for a bit. (laughs) Um, but the fact that like, you know, this I've heard, I mean, you read, I've read their gossip columns and stuff like that, but I have read of people breaking up from stuff like this before, you know, if, if there's a miscarriage or, uh, something like that, it is, uh, tragic and I can see where, it is. I. I mean, no. No judgment at all. It's. It's. It's so traumatic that it makes sense for people to say, "We've failed guilt, things like that. Let's just move on." Um, it. It's. It's really powerful to show that. You know, because I think, especially in games, there's this idea of like a happy ending of like, oh, they'll work through and, and make it through and whatever. Um, but these people didn't. Uh, it. 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 Um, broke them apart. Um, yeah, the next one is, um, this one was a little bit more uh, abstract. So Gus, um, the father, is getting remarried. Um, the uh, the man who lost their 22-month-old son is getting remarried. Uh, and he wants his son, Gus, to come in. Uh, you know, Gus is flying a kite outside, flips him off. He's 13. He doesn't want anything to do with the wedding. You're flying a kite and like knocking stuff out. Uh, you're uh, like picking up the letters in the the wind. It's very windy. You're on the cliff side. Um, and it's just really, this was the one that was abstract that I'm glad I looked up Wikipedia. Maybe I missed something. But you basically knock, he knocks over a totem pole during a storm and it kills him. Um, but what it looks like is he wants to disrupt the wedding with the... Um, you know, because his father's getting remarried, he doesn't want to be a part of it. With the kite, he's like disrupting this wedding and like moving the letters back and forth and all this stuff, and it's really terrible. And um, the totem pole falls and crushes him. So I don't know again if this is like a bit of imagination where they're like, "This is how I, I think." Oh, it's a poem. It's basically like somebody read. That's what it was. It was somebody writing a poem about their brother about this is how I wish my brother to be. Like in a way, I this is how I wish my brother to be remembered that he did this. And you find out that, like, that's not what happened at all. Uh, I guess it's where history and myth meet. And, um, you know, I liked her poem better <laughs> than getting, you know, t- telling about your 13-year-old brother getting crushed by a totem pole. Um, so Sam and Kay get divorced. And at 33, uh, uh, Sam falls with his daughter Dawn. It, this is probably the most tragic one where he's trying to teach his daughter to hunt. Uh, and she takes a shot, and it's on a nearby cliff. The father gets up, uh, puts a camera like on a on a tower or something, you know, on something tall like a tree trunk or something, to get a picture of her first kill. He goes up to uh, take the picture with her, and she didn't fully kill the buck, and it hits him, and he falls off the uh, cliff and dies. And that was the one where I was like, "Whoa!" Like. That is terrible. Um, so then traumatized by that, Don goes to India and she marries Sanjay and they have three three children, Lewis, Milton, and Edith, her. Um, in 2002, uh, Sanjay dies in an earthquake and, and Don returns with her children to the Finch home. This is kind of talked about more in flashbacks about Edith is like talking about, uh, yeah, there was an earthquake here, and they built homes together when mom went to India after everything that happened, and um, there was an earthquake, and it killed him. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Um, 
Milton disappears, one of the children. He's 11. Uh, Dawn becomes incredibly paranoid. She seals off all the bedrooms and things. There's missing posters all over the game and stuff. So you, you actually don't know what happened to Milton. Um, and Lewis, in 2010, after struggling with substance abuse and mental illness, Lewis commits suicide at the age of 21. This was incredibly, probably the most in, ingenious part of the game, uh, gameplay-wise, where you're moving one hand, uh, fish are coming down a chute, you're moving them into a thing to chop the head off, and you're throwing them down the next part. And on the left-hand side of the screen... Uh, it's basically a note from a psychologist you're reading. This is where the psychology comes in, where the psychologist says, you know, we understand that your son has issues and we wish he would move through them. And here's what he saw. And it was um, him having a fantasy world where he was a king. People loved him. He was going to meet a queen and get a crown. But he wouldn't leave the fish hatchery because he was so depressed and he had all these mental issues because probably what happened to his whole family. Um, the doctor said she tried to work with him, but it didn't work out. And so he is now... Uh, just working in this fish hatchery, struggling uh, with mental illness. He dies when he's 21. Um, Dawn decides she has to leave the house. Uh, the grandmother, Edie, just says, uh, I'm not leaving. Um, they get in an argument. She says, I'm staying here. Uh, you leave the grandmother behind. Uh, the next day, Edie is found dead when the car comes to get her. They're going to have a van and take her to a home. Uh, she either died of alcohol consumption or prescription medication. I didn't really get that. I thought she just died in her sleep. It was like another thing of the curse of the house. But apparently that's what Wikipedia is saying. So take that either way. I mean, I'd imagine somebody did their, uh, you know, their due diligence to actually look this up. Um, seven years later, Don comes to an undisclosed illness. That's Edith's mother. You have a short scene where your mother looks like she's in the hospital and gets really sick. You hold her hand and she dies. Uh, this hit for me because that's what happened to my mother. Pretty much exactly. My mom had an illness, and I held her hand, and she died. So this, that was a rough one, not going to lie. Um, yeah, so that took a little bit to process and uh, move from there. And then um, basically you just see the heart pumping and everything, and uh, yeah, that's – you see the heart pumping, and uh, it's you basically wrapping the game up where you say, I wanted you to know these things. I don't really know how to explain it but I'm so happy you're here. Uh, she gives birth to uh, Christopher, her son, and um, it just ends with him putting flowers on Edith's grave. So uh, it's kind of like he's kind of inherited the house. So yeah, that's pretty much the game. Again, it's about three hours long. And I got to say, it, it was one of those things where it uh, took its toll. So I think right after that, I needed to read something or I think I watched a YouTube video that made me laugh or something. It was, it was pretty shocking. I, I will say this is a, this kind of sinks in a little bit as a game, you know, where you, you get this literal sinking feeling as you're playing it of like, it just kind of sits with you a bit. And I think that's what's, um, that's, what's cool about it. Uh, and I think this is only something that can happen in the indie space. I don't think a triple A game could do this. Although, like I've talked about The Last of Us and of God of War, um, it's pretty crazy how they can do that on a massive scale. But that, uh, you know, th th I think these sometimes these indie games can do this quicker, you know. Um, it's it's crazy to me that they were like, hey, this just to pitch this game too. I mean, obviously, like I, I read in the uh, intro episode, they've won tons of awards. 
so they could they could say you know hey we've done it again you know we've done it once we can do it again we, we want to make something as moving as this um but it, it blows me away that somebody greenlit this and was like yeah let's just talk about the death of a family like annapurna interactive is well known for picking crazy or kind of like intricate strange games and so they did it so congratulations to the team uh giant sparrow and congratulations to annapurna uh, i loved what remains vita finch i'm still thinking about it um yeah so i think that's it guys uh, it's a little bit of a downer ending but um you know have a good week and i will talk to you guys uh next week bye